0: you're tuned into radio wave hello and welcome back to radio wave i am your host ashley liebig and today we are unfortunately without our special co-host mr nick but we are rejoined with a mr
1: Riley Chrisman.
0: And today is a very special episode because we do have a amazing band on here with us today. They are the White Noise Band, and I'm just going to go around and have them introduce themselves.
2: I'm Nick. I'm the bass player of the band. Uh, I'm Austin, and I'm the drummer. Uh, I'm Kaysen. I play guitar and I guess sing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The confidence. (laughs) I I was walking you guys over, and I'm like, I don't want to ask too many questions because I'm definitely interviewing you. Oh, ask away. How did your guys' band start out?
2: Okay, uh, me and Nick over there, we were in a band together, and uh, that band had disbanded and whatnot. We thought it was going to be like the biggest band of all time, but you know, Sleep <laughs> Loop. It's like, oh wait, can I swear? <laughs> oh my. Okay, God. cut it out. Um, <laughs> um, so I decided I was like, okay, this isn't the end for me, so I'm just going to go and do my own thing. Um, but I wanted him to come along. He wanted to take a break. Um, even though I begged him not to, <laughs> it was um, a needed break. Yeah, but um, so I just started recording like all the songs that we didn't some were used in our old band some weren't and eventually he came in so we started just releasing songs to spotify together and everything and we're just like let's just release our full album and then we can go looking for a drummer and then he was insistent on getting a drummer to just start playing shows immediately and thank god he fought me tooth and nail because we found austin so now we're playing live and up in the music uh, the local music uh, scene anyway and it's just been a really killer time yeah. What are
0: uh, some of your favorite venues that you guys have played?
2: Um, well collectively,
3: uh we've only done like four or five shows, but I think the Recycled Propaganda show was probably like really cool. Yeah, that's cool. that's definitely my favorite. Yeah, that was a really good one. And then um other like personal ones, uh at least when we were in our last band, we played the House of Blues, which was a really good sh- like that was a cool show. And then I also really like the uh, 172 Club at the Rio. That place is really cool, so...
0: So how do you guys get in contact with people to book these gigs?
2: Uh, it's so funny. mixture of stuff? Yeah, it's like, it's like one, we, um, through a mutual friend of mine, uh, somebody that I work with, Uh, he's got a friend in a band called uh, Sekos, who we're gonna go hang out with later today, um they were playing a show at this venue called Taver- Taverna Costera. Yeah. And it's just really cool, like a uh, rooftop venue, like that's downtown. So I, we went and saw them, didn't really know what to expect. They're a killer band just to shout them out on here. Um, And so from there, he kind of put in the word like for us. And it's like, as soon as you play like one show in the scene, your name spreads like wildfire. And The next thing, you know, everybody's yeah, just trying to like, get you to like play a show, which is super yeah. cool. But yeah, the recycled propaganda show is like, really cool because like we
3: didn't i don't even think we expected that crazy of a crowd no. and like all that and they were just we were the opening was, band yeah like it <laughs> was bonkers and it was a lot of fun it was it was. it's a lot it's honestly really fun getting to know all the bands in the local scene too like secos and all them yeah. they're like such cool guys and some of the other bands that we've gotten to hang out with and know they're all really cool guys so it's pretty what awesome what would
0: you guys classify your uh, music genre to be
3: I just say, I personally just say overall, just a rock band with a punk blues vibe. That's what I say. That's fair. So, yeah. I caught a little bit of funk in there,
1: too. You know, some, some like, when I was listening to That's some. That's this other stuff. guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He,
2: yeah. He's pretty funk with the bass. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I like doing slap bass. I do. So,
1: so. Uh, as, as a question to you, do you f- listen to a lot of like Flea or like Victor Wooten? Like, what type of slap inspires you?
3: Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. Right on the head. No, yeah. Victor Wooten. Like, Um, well, I mean, I think anybody, if you're a bass player, like, likes Flea, obviously. Yeah. But, um, uh, me personally, as, like, a musician, both guitar player and, like, bass player, I don't really like to copy somebody too much. So, but, uh, Victor Wooten, for sure, he's, like, he's definitely, like, he's legit, like, the best bass player, like, the greatest bass player to ever live. Because there's so many great guitar players that, like, it's kind of subjective, but Victor Wooten is, like, legit, like, the greatest bass player to ever live, been playing since he was two years old um he invented born to play bass. yes he literally was like his that's what he said i know i've seen an interview where he literally said like i was born to be like the bass player in my band like they needed a bass player so i was born yeah Yeah. and (laughs) so um yeah what was i gonna say oh yeah he's created some of like the techniques that
1: like a lot of bass players do now like the double thumb like technique and he's he's changed slap too like i'm a bit of a guitar player myself not as much bass but some of the bass that i've learned there is a the slap technique used to be like your thumb kind of pointed upwards and you're hitting like, yeah, the of your thumb. Now he's kind of changed it to where you're straight with a string, yeah, because it's more precise.
3: Yes, that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. like, I don't know, I was literally messing with slap bass for about nine months before I finally got the technique down. And what it is, it's like, yeah, it's a rotation of the wrist, and like, yeah, you're almost hitting it like with this part of your thumb, and then like you're also just, uh, like. Like you said, it's very straight with it. It's not up. It's not yeah. like not like how Flea does it. That to me is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like it's more straight down with like when you're hitting the
1: string, the string is straight like that. You're almost straight with it like that. Yeah, so fair. yeah, yeah. I mean, we could obviously talk about technique and stuff all day. Should we get back to the band? you know. Yeah, I was
3: gonna say there's no video in here, so I'm like
0: exchanging phone numbers
4: later. Yeah, like
3: talking about my thumb. Nobody can see what I'm talking
2: about.
0: Simply just hitting his thumb in the air, guys.
2: Yeah, get to lick it a couple of times. all
1: right, we'll let. I'm actually asking this question, question though.
0: Um, precisely why I wanted Riley on today, because I knew he would catch stuff like that that I, your average music listener, would not catch, and I absolutely love that.
1: Thank you, Riley. Appreciate yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> you got to give the bass player love. You guys thank are, you. you're the backbone, man. Oh, thank you. And this guy, too. Oh, yeah, drummers. We, everybody knows drummers are important, but sometimes bass, you get forgot, but I, no.
4: Not here. <laughs> you not here. Not, you I, think I forgot? I like now. to think
2: we have the best rhythm section of all of Las Vegas, for sure. Oh, Maybe. It. I don't or, care. Or hey man, if we don't believe in ourselves, who will? Exactly. Exactly. The most, I like I believe why did I ourselves... say the most hallmark thing <laughs> possible? I
3: believe in ourselves, but a lot of the Vegas bands that we've been getting to know and see and all that are really good. Like they really are
1: good. I
2: don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay. so, so i got, <laughs> oh okay, got a little off the cuff kind of personal question for you then. All right. So when it comes to the Las Vegas scene, when I've heard, I'm i not from here, so I moved yeah. here from the state of Alabama a couple years ago okay. and down there, it's obviously a lot of blues and stuff. So moving, here there's a little bit of a culture shock going on Mm -hmm. but one thing i noticed in the music scene that i personally felt and still honestly kind of feel is a lot of the musicians around here tend to try to go to la that's where all the people will try to want to do to go so there's almost like a leftover pot vibe kind of going on however those few that stay that are like adamantly against that las vegas culture i feel like are the ones that cut through the scene the most would you say you agree with me or disagree
2: Dude I I drove out to LA Did like a straight up like 80s thing Like before I even met you I think yeah. Um okay. Didn't end very well um, <laughs> No like it was a typical like 80s Like hair metal like type of like Story like they were literally Living in a rehearsal like or actually Like a storage unit or whatever I drove out there I was doing night shift And I this is completely irrelevant I'm sorry but I, <laughs> I drove out there um Like at six a.m. That's when I got off work and I drove down to L.A. Crashed out in a rehearsal room and yeah, that was they were that was just very sleazy, dude. It was very sleazy and everything. I'm so happy to be with these guys and like here. Anyways, um, yeah, but you know what, dude? I think everybody is like moving from L.A. to here and everything is slowly be kind of. Like becoming LA, like if you go downtown, like where Buffalo Exchange is, like on Main Street, like that's turning into new Melrose. Okay. Um, yeah, very much. So downtown's did almost turning about-
1: into. a post COVID thing, or were you noticing this even before COVID? A
3: little bit before COVID, yeah, okay. because
1: traffic started getting like really yeah, bad. Yeah, traffic's trash.
3: Like <laughs> what?
0: Uh, what casino did they tear down in order to revamp that end of the strip? Do you guys know?
3: Which it was a uh, Circa.
0: Okay, that's what it was.
3: Well, that's the one they built. I think she said the one they teared down. It was
0: right by uh, it was right by Circus Circus, and they tore down. I think it was the leftover of the Sands, maybe.
4: Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I think they built uh, Resorts World right there or something like that. Okay, got
0: you. Yeah, no, I was gonna say because with how downtown has looked from like the time I was little to now, I'm like. I'm like, holy crap! This is like yeah. She
2: grew uh, up here, so she. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're are we all born yeah. raised? Yeah, born raised. What, yeah. uh, what oh, high so school did like. you guys go to? Basic.
0: <laughs> Love it. I hate that
2: name, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're so basic. I like. know.
0: It's <laughs> a play on words. Right. We uh,
2: well, yeah, well, I my first my freshman year I went to Coronado, then the re- last three years I went to Liberty with this guy. We we knew each other like vaguely, like we hung out in the yeah, same like, like vicinity,
4: passing, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: and never really talked. And then, here we are now.
3: <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to ask, though, is like the way that you uh, worded that question, you said, uh, it seems like the bands that stay... And are most against the
1: Vegas culture. So no, against to, the Los or the Los Angeles culture.
3: Okay, Sorry. okay, okay. I was just a little confused. No, Maybe yeah, I said it wrong. Um, yeah, I would say that the bands that are more for like the culture kind of, and there's like a group like this guy named Paul. He actually has a group called For the Culture. He actually sets up the shows at like First Friday and all that. Um, the bands that uh, to use that play on words for the culture do seem to like blow up the most kind of, okay. or like get more exposure because it's like there is like a scene of kids that genuinely want to come out and like support those bands Mm -hmm. and like, they really are dedicated. And so like, so there's
1: like its own culture here. It's not like a second culture. It has like its own culture. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Because coming from a perspective of an outsider, like to me, it seems like there's a melting pot, you know, just looking at the casinos, you get new york you get egyptian theme yeah oh, it's yeah, almost if it like the identity is that it has none yeah you know? however living here for a couple of years i've slowly seen an identity develop within the community especially post the knights because being from alabama there's oh, a the college yeah, football yeah. team you know it's mm-hmm. like everything's closed when the games start it's diehard culture yeah i actually think that the knights culture is very much rivals it, that no it, it did so, like it very yeah. much brought the city together to like finally
3: unite uh unite us under like one yeah. thing and say like like this is something we can all root for. So like that's like it's a very good point and so yeah.
0: It's okay. been a long time coming especially for Vegas. Yes, yeah, very uh, much. Cuz I mean we have the Raiders now but it's like we we look at the Knights we uh and even when you go into the music scene there's a lot of unitedness uh <laughs> that goes with it. Um a lot of the local bands will go out and support each other. Yeah. Um I noticed so I know, uh, Desert Bloom and Until the Eclipse. They all kind yeah, of bands. they kind of go and see each other play, and uh, I know we all want to watch each other grow. Something that I've been pondering on for the last few weeks um, that I've noticed coming out of Vegas. A lot of the bands that are a little bit more higher up, like Imagine Dragons or The Killers or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Would you say that Las Vegas is perpetuating this idea of maybe? Not perpetuating an idea of, but perpetuating more of a genre of alt rock indie vibes that are coming out. Because, I I mean, a lot of the bands that I've seen that are from here are either they're classic rock or they are indie or they're alt rock or just plain old rock with a bit of funkiness to
2: it. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. And you're, you're probably right, actually. I don't know why that is, to be honest with you. I. It's like, I don't
3: know. Yeah, no, you make a good point, actually, because, like, uh, the one band, Sekos, uh, like, one thing I noticed about them, especially with their song, um, I Wish You Had More Friends, like, it's very rhythmically based, and that's the one thing about indie bands, that is like, they're more rhythmically based, like, if that makes sense, like, there's a lot more, like, eighth notes, and, like... And like 16th notes and like the guitar solos were usually they don't even really sound like guitar solos because they're not so like out in your face and they're kind of meant to be just kind of like more rhythmic and they're almost like more of like a jam. So, like, I actually really like that point. Like, I think you're kind of right. Like a lot of bands out of Vegas are like that, where they're like very indie and the music is kind of almost more overall as a bass player. What I notice is like more rhythmically uh driven because like as a bass player i actually try to be as like kind of melodic as i can and like make things kind of complicated when it's necessary
2: um so yeah like that's one that's a very good point i really like that actually it's probably because the the vast majority of like entertainment that comes here or the bands that get booked here that get like the most uh marketing for when they're going to come are bands like with that same sort like I guess that same sort of like sound and feel so maybe sort of, they think yeah. like those are the bands well, to like kind of reach out and promote or like imagine right? dragons I mean if you look just...
3: at um Life is Beautiful the new lineup is that here right In Vegas? yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. again um, the headlining band is Arctic Monkeys so, like it's mm-hmm. perfect it's kind of like that indie like all uh, rock that you were kind of talking about. So yeah, yeah, exactly, kind of, yeah. And th- last year it was Green Day was one of the headliners. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, Larry. you're good.
2: Yeah. And uh, we don't have a shot now. Great. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I think
0: you guys could definitely all be Green Day for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, a compliment for the
1: me. To <laughs> ever live. Uh, so yeah, so I was one You know, once you said that, I immediately thought like. I wonder if maybe that's because of like those, the the culture that is here now, like the fact that the, the the way the culture was and its turn of it, maybe that's why so many indie groups and stuff like that are coming out of that. Cause that collective sound is the feel of maybe the voices in this culture around the city, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, well, I definitely
0: made a point to that a few weeks ago in one of our episodes saying that Sin City in a way is perpetuating this genre of music that's coming out of it. Sorry to cut you off. No, well
3: actually I'm adding on like uh, I listened to your guys' podcast right before coming here. The one that where you guys talked about the Las Vegas scene you guys talked about the killers and Madden Dragons and all that and Ah, panic at the disco. (laughs) Yes, it was a good episode. I really liked it. So and you. you said that. You said those like exact words pretty much. Like you said, like I really feel like the las vegas like local bands it really reflects their culture and again like kind of to go back on like what paulie's doing with for the culture and like those first friday shows which like in my opinion if you're an upcoming band or like a local band here that's like one of the number one like spots i would say you want to play and it does reflect in the culture because like um and again i'm born and raised here so this is getting like really intimate and like knowing (laughs) the city what i'm about to say but like if you think about it everybody always says about vegas it's like a it's a small town in a big city because everybody kind of knows each other. And so it's like got that small town feel. And so like, if you think about it, if you came here to Vegas, like anytime between like, you know, like the forties to like the eighties, you were coming here to like gamble like, do all the things that, like, aren't in any of that are in a lot of other states now, but we're only in Vegas, mm, you know? And so, like, and so that's
4: the, how the Vegas scene started. That's what I'm getting at. Like, Elvis and all that, you know? Well, kind of. And, like, what I'm getting at is, like, the
3: people that decided to stay, again, like, either they lost their money, like, gambling, they got into drugs or something. Like, <laughs> what? that's what I'm getting at. Like, no, I'm, like, yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm really being serious because, like, I was born and right raised here. So, like, we all know kids that were, like, either have divorced parents or, like, you know, again, they're, like, have some sort of bad vice <laughs> That, these two
0: just raised that, their hands I'm yeah that sorry.
3: vegas that vegas hey, um that vegas took over so i think these kids that were born like in the 90s and all that and like the 2000s it is showing because they ha- kind of have gone through a lot like they yeah. see the the mistakes yeah. that their parents have made and they're like i don't want to do that you yeah know? i
1: think honestly that's kind of a cry in our current generation that's yeah. a lot of music you hear i mean look at like some of the more like Mac Miller, R&B-esque type vibes that kids are listening to these days. Those lyrics kind of are a crowd for help from parents. And right. I think that's a product of the baby boobers trickling down. And it's kind of going, hey, why don't we buck some ideologies, you know, and, and kind of come in a new wave of yeah. things. Uh. But I actually have an interesting question for you guys. I'd like to ask any band that's, you know, in a scene this question. And I want a different answer from each of you. Okay. <laughs> why listen local? Why go to a local show? Why should I listen to a new and upcoming band? What's the spark to someone who doesn't understand music, and doesn't have that same passion to be like, I want to hear the local scene. Why should an average listener come to your show if you had one tonight?
2: Ours specifically?
1: Yeah, you or or a local show in general.
0: Um, Where's that confidence? Come on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'll let you know when I find it. Uh, (laughs) Go, Nick. Let me think Um, of something.
0: um,
3: I'll actually kind of start this off with like, like reflecting back on your guys' podcast that I just listened to mm-hmm. is you guys had Nick on and Diego so I don't know yeah. who said it um <laughs> but no like one thing you said I'm gonna, like you said uh band you feel like bands in Vegas they're kind of more like cover bands and they're like kind of hard for them to find their own originality yeah. and um you, diego said that like uh he was just like i think vegas attracts a lot of talent but it doesn't produce any and i'm only saying that not, i'm not mentioning those to like shit on those things like yeah. uh, what i'm mentioning them is <laughs> yeah. to say is uh just to give you the perspective of somebody who's in the las vegas music scene and getting to know some of these bands intima- intimately yeah like it's really good music like some of the bands that we've gotten to know uh like a uh, elephant king um there was another band called uh yeah yo yayo um what's it called psycho napalm star uh kangaroo fight napalm club stars like,
2: killing it you yeah, gotta so get him these, in these, you gotta get him in here
3: and i'm being seriously
0: like, i'm gonna make a podcast like not uh, i'm gonna make a playlist that i'm gonna attach yeah, to this upload because well, that, that would be really awesome should, yeah. actually
3: on spotify one of the local bands psycho they made a setlet li- or a playlist of all the vegas local bands oh so, so you cool. have to share that with me i'd love to hear that yeah yeah so like i'm just mentioning that because I would really urge you guys, if you guys haven't gone to the shows like and this is like basically answering your point now is like go out there and actually like explore it and like get to know these bands like new music or old music still dominates so hard. It was actually one of the points that I made to uh, Gooch, the uh, host of the radio 92.3 when we had him on our podcast, I was like, there's a statistic saying that like old music still dominates like so hard, like, like only 30% of like the top 200 songs are only like our new songs they are all still songs that are like 20 years or older. So like, that's what I'm getting at. There's a lot of new music and it's really good and you should go out and explore it. And if you guys haven't like you two personally, I would urge to go out and do that because like really get to get to know the bands, like go up to them and say hi and get to know them. Like they're really good. Like notice the guitar player, the bass player, the drummer or the singer, like any of the guys individually, Uh, while they're up on stage see how talented they are individually like because they are like a lot of these bands i'm genuinely like surprised like getting to know them because like in our last band we kind of didn't do this where we were like exploring and like getting to really know the Vegas scene and all that and like now we're really getting to know them and like it's just and it really touches me kind of personally because like we all work day jobs and so like not only do we work hard at like our nine to fives but then we work really hard at the band stuff afterwards so uh i know all these other bands are doing the same exact thing like they're all either working a job or making some kind of money outside of it and then working really hard at that so i think it's just like another thing where like i see all the hard work and it's like i think we all kind of like deserve a pat on the back
1: yeah like Like, a mutual respect
3: yeah exactly mutual (laughs) express yeah that's a good way to put it is like yeah like it's and so that's what i would say is like get to know them like it's like there's a lot to see out in vegas uh i think that this scene really is kind of like blowing up especially with yeah. like for the culture and stuff like that like those shows like those, those first fridays are yeah, getting bigger
2: and bigger yeah for recycled real. Yeah.
3: propaganda like those ones on main street like they're yeah like it's really i think like i said and it's kind of like the, we're the first generation of like real kids to like really come out of vegas and like that's why i think like vegas is kind of starting to really see its own music scene now because like were the because, like, you know, if you say someone's like, Oh, I'm from Boston or Philly or something like that, like, those or are that have been,
1: or yeah, 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 those yeah. Are, Real
3: <laughs> yeah, those have been uh, states and cities that have been around for a long time. Like, again, Vegas is still kind of like a, a new city, you know, yeah, the community
1: so, wise. I mean, if you look at the housing and the way things are being built and constructed, it's rapidly expanding, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we work construction, so we see that. Oh, you it's get like, it, yeah, yeah, you see, we're fans, <laughs> yeah, so. don't mind me. All right, now, y'all's two turns during
2: the ask, uh, go man, come portion. on. <laughs>
4: Okay, Nick talked for a really long
2: time. Yeah, sorry, we're out of time now. (laughs) The
1: original question was why go to like a local show over a bigger show or something like that? Yeah, why local, why you? Like why should the average listener who isn't like us and is passionate and wants to go out and eagerly just get as much music as we can, why should those people go to local and support local bands like yourselves? So, personally,
4: I'm not going to spend like $350 to go see three bands at, what, MGM Grand? you know uh maybe if it's someone i truly love i think local shows have a really cool aspect of bringing like six seven bands or possibly even more together for 10 bucks
1: that's a very fair point i like that
4: on top of that you can get some really cool vendors out there you get to see some local businesses stuff like that you get to really dive into the community head first and experience it like that instead of a bunch of people buying like a Bruno Mars t-shirt and going to see him play all his hits. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: That's a very fair perspective. I like that.
2: I would say, and I'm probably going to stumble on this because I guess I have like a lot of thoughts floating in my mind about it. But when you go to these shows, I like to think it feels like you're a part of something Mm -hmm. like you, you got some sense of like belonging or like whatever. And like after every show we try to go and mingle with as many of the other bands and uh, anybody who takes the time to purchase like a $10 ticket or whatever yeah. to come to the shows like it means a lot to us that people actually show up and uh I mean yeah uh, like it's just a really great sense of belonging and it's like what Nick said it's just like you you can get a feel for the hard work that these bands do like put into the the songwriting and everything and I, I as we as I see as we get like more invested into it I do see a lot more bands like kind of Going down, like trying to do podcasts or like trying to shoot their own videos and stuff like that. I really think like the the age of like trying to get signed to a record label is like done and over with, um, for multiple reasons. But for this, like the main one being like you're getting hundred percent of like the work that um you're putting out there back essentially. Like you, okay. you, it feels right. It feels right for you to get back all of that time and energy that you put into something. But why should somebody go to a local show? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's the best way I can say it, is just that sense of like belonging because like I always intimacy yeah with yeah. the community yeah I always like grew up like wanting to like go to like these punk rock shows that were happening like in the 70s like CBGBs and, and stuff like that I was like god I really wish I could have been at a time like that and then next thing I know I'm like Holy now crap, like it. we're here. Like, yeah. this is like it. It's like it feels good that it's like it's on the rise and everything, you know? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it gives some of those underground, you know, teenagers with their hoods on, like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the thing, you know? Yeah. So, like, you're talking about that 70s vibe. Yeah. I-, I think kind of wrapping that together with like what some of the stuff Nick said earlier, like, you're kind of creating that culture. Like, your generation's kind of doing a lot of that. I think yeah. you know, that's a cool perspective. It's yeah. a goal. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the goal, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I respect it. Something I really want to pick your guys's brains about. We already know yours, but uh we already know Nick's, but I want to know your guys' um artist icons. Who Ooh. are the people that you guys look up to? What made you want to start playing guitar or singing or playing the drums?
2: Um Okay, originally I am a drummer, so my first icon has oh. to be Tommy Lee.
0: Okay. Oh, that's respect. And um
2: <laughs> from just cause he was the drummer that like actually like when every when he played a solo nobody went to go get a beer or nothing like everybody wanted to stay for his solo because like all the crazy like uh you know the drum risers that would like spin and like all sorts of stuff like that um in terms of like songwriting and especially lyrically that would have to be jim morrison from the doors the doors is my favorite band of all time uh, because the way that i view their music is just so much more than just music it was like he was talking about so many different like existential things but not like when everybody else is like, I want to hold your hand. I want to be your boyfriend and like all this like <laughs> sort of like music that was coming out, you know? And they just like, ad- you know, they opened the doors of perception to like so many different like ideas and like things. And, uh, I viewed it more as poetry rather than just uh song lyrics to put it like so basic or whatever. Um, Guitar playing, that would have to be Jack White for sure cool. um, because he's he really just uh, unique in the sounds that comes out of that thing. You know, I mean, seriously, like, sometimes I'm like,
1: how, what? Doesn't he have, like, a microphone in his guitar or something weird He like does that? have he, one like yeah. that. So it's one of those
2: her- <laughs> harmonica microphones that's, like, it's meant, f- it's, like, super distorted. Yeah. So when he brings right. it up there, it just gives you that distorted vocal that a lot of, like, even rappers are now doing, like, kind of distorted vocal. It's yeah. so funny, like, the music that's coming out now today, like, they try to emulate, like, old-sounding, like, analog equipment. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's okay, now you go. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Um... It's
4: kind of cheesy, but my drumming influence biggest would probably be, like, Travis Barker. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: I love that. Sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: you're good.
4: I really love, like, EDM and hip-hop u- music as well, breaking it down just to, like, the beat that's behind the rapping. Um, I really love, like, Ghost Mane, Suicide Boys, stuff like that. Um, maybe, like, early bands influence would be, like, Green Day. Yeah. You know?
1: That's a really cool approach considering what type of music you guys play. I think a lot of listeners would find that shocking that your perspective is more around that realm with your drumming, which probably adds a unique sound to your band. I mean, and I kind of noticed that, too, with with some of the listeners that I had. I was like, there's something a little different going on here. And I can kind of see it now talking to you guys, your different perspectives is what genres you like. You've got Victor Wooten and you've got like some ghost main EDM kind of stuff. (laughs) I will say, too, if you heard the music on Spotify, that is not my
4: drumming. Oh okay.
3: Yeah I, yeah, I listened honestly. Not yet. It will be soon. I, I saw some stuff that's on Instagram my,
4: as
1: well. That's so my you crappy drumming.
3: Okay, <laughs> but um, I do want to add too, uh, just for me, because Victor Wooten isn't my only uh, inspiration. But yes, it um, is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, my parents, like were basically like both hippies, so I totally grew up on stuff like the Beatles and the Who. I got a Who shirt on oh, and yeah. like uh, bands like that, Led Zeppelin, uh, just Jimi Hendrix, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, so like those are like some of my favorite band influences but the main one for me like truly was when I would watch, uh, like performances of green day, like all day. And I would just be like, I want to be like these guys, like all the way from like their shows when they were playing in high school, like in the courtyard of a high school to like, you yeah. know, when they're in their dookie shows and like playing on letterman and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, That's cool. like seeing them play. I was like, I want to be like them. Like,
1: okay. So then we all have the mutual understanding that we all at one point watched our, our one of our favorite <laughs> bands play live and we pretended to play with them. Yeah. Right? Okay, okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. So another question to have for you real quick, you, you only get. Get to just say no explanation, the basis from the Who or the basis from the Peppers. Oh, oh, like who's better? Yeah, this is an Dude. argument that I've had with a lot of <laughs> bass players. Oh. My favorite band is the Chili Peppers, so it's okay if you don't say Flea. But you know, I'm just curious. Oh, I-
3: like we'll see. Like no, nope, don't get to explain it. Yeah, you just no get explaining. to choose. No, oh, I can't explain it. No, you just have
1: to choose. Just uh, straight off
3: the bat. Well, then flee. Yeah. Okay, flee. okay,
1: flee. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of explanations as yeah, to like the, the different yeah. genres and styles, and the guys on the Who could all play a million
2: instruments. And
1: yeah. Flee's in his own realm, but just out of personal choice, which yeah, one? Yeah, like you know? if if you're talking about just straight bass playing, of course it's
2: Flee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah hey, sure. everybody knows who Flee is. Off the top of my head, I don't know who, what the name hey, of the bass player. John. So, John and I'm pretty sure you just said it, didn't you?
3: John, John Ent was. Yeah. Okay, well, I
2: know now. Thank yeah, you. There you go.
0: So you guys write your own music, right? Yeah. Okay. So when writing your own music, what kind of emotional connection do you want your fans or your listeners to feel when listening to the songs that you produce?
3: Well, well, first <laughs> off, this first album is kind of like, uh, like it's kind of like strange is not the right word, but um, it's like, in uh, basically uh, this most of this first album is basically. A lot of case mainly wrote a lot of it because it's just songs that he's had since like high school and like for a long time so like in a sense if you want to get like the the actual technicality of it like this whole first album is more or less written by Kaysen. so i mean i would guess i would let you answer but if you want me to say one thing like i think i like about like nowhere um and i just thought about this the other day whether you were trying to do it or not but like with the chord progression, how it starts on c then it goes to a uh, a sharp, and then it goes to G sharp, and then F. It's like it's a descending chord progression. So it like, and it, the song is called Nowhere. So it's like the chord progression itself is almost kind of implying that you're going nowhere. You know what I mean? You it's know like, what I love <laughs> about this? Is I like, know
2: nothing about music theory, so when he's telling me that, it's like, like it does. Right. Like, like, so I so for all the no people idea. who don't know like, theory,
1: <laughs> he's basically saying that these these chords otherwise most likely wouldn't feel as connected. They feel very different, and they're leading downward ton- tonically. Yeah, you know, like they're they're going from a very high point to very low point sonically not tonically sorry yeah. sonically and so he's kind of saying that those chords almost feel like they're going nowhere with theory and so that's relating to the lyrics and so maybe you don't know the music theory that that's fine but your brain has an emotional connection yeah to it's like that progression wow
2: exactly yeah. so I'm a genius <laughs> <laughs> so
0: like I'll give you don't just you my you feel smarter just listening to him talk oh <laughs> my god I could <laughs> like listen to him like talk day. all
2: day yeah. yeah so
3: that's just my perspective on one of the songs but I guess I'll let like, case and like <sighs> um
2: i guess a lot of it drives from like a lot of pent-up like anger and stuff like that so i think uh musically you can tell uh with in a instrument from an instrumental standpoint uh a lot where a lot of that kind of comes from uh lyrically i've always just wanted to write lyrics that like people can somewhat connect with like that's all i really ever cared about because music has always just been that thing. It's been, it's so cliche, but it's literally been my therapy. Like we talked about parents splitting up and yeah. it's just like between that and just like every other sort of like trauma that like I've dealt with or whatever. And it's like, that's always been the thing. Like when some people don't even like really listen to the lyrics, but like for somebody who's like, that's what's gotten me like through most of like, you know, trying times or like whatever, if that's the right phrase to say. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, It's just like, it feels like they're talk like they're like with you or like they're um like single-handedly almost like getting you through like on whatever your going through.
1: plane yeah like you're connected on a whole different plane of exactly like
2: so it. yeah lyrically i just want people to like connect with like those sort of things and i've had the pleasure i mean it's not many people but i've had two people say like hey i really like the lyrics to like the way it is or something like i was really connecting with it that means more to me than like anything i don't want to write just like as much as like i try to keep these songs as catchy and simple as possible i still want there to be a meaning behind that and i think that probably comes like from my influence of like the doors and stuff like that because yeah. some of those mute, some of those songs are they're like pop like songs, even oh. though it's classified as rock and roll, but there's still a bigger meaning behind it. That's yeah. all I've ever cared about. What's yeah. one
0: of your favorite songs that you've written that uh, made you connect emotionally to yourself? God. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: right, I guess right off the top of my head is, is probably nowhere. And because that is definitely one of those songs where like, this sorry guys but i was like i could not i couldn't believe i wrote it <laughs> after it was done and recorded honestly like just like th- yeah, it it's, a good one. it's just good i one. never thought like i would come up with that kind of progression of like chords like you said i mean not talking like what you just said because obviously yeah. i didn't know about <laughs> it yeah but um yeah i think it was just very different in like left field like i actually put like a lot of thought into like uh where the bridge like was placed and like and I, I just got very technical with it. Like I focused on it a lot, you know? So like, yeah, probably that one off the top of my head. I like the most.
0: So just to wrap this up, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was really
3: awesome. A lot of fun. Is there
0: any plugs that you want our listeners to go and follow and check out, uh, that you can just tell us?
4: Um, definitely check out just our Instagram page, white noise official. Band. band official yep. official
2: band, band. what yeah, our official <laughs> okay. Okay.
4: um do, if you go to that we have the link tree set up for our spotify and all that any upcoming shows if you want merch anything like that
2: we just launched our website so that's uh white oh god white noise lv.com that's where you can get all the merch and every link for any upcoming shows that we got which the m- next upcoming show that we got is april 30th mm-hmm. taking kind of a break because we're recording we re, like recording this album so yeah (laughs) okay and also just uh like
3: just a quick shout out to all the bands that I'd mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode because they all deserve a huge shout out so if you missed the shout out for them I uh all the bands that I'd mentioned they all deserve a shout out too so
0: you guys are awesome and I I love the sense of community that you guys have created amongst yourselves and the other local bands that Frequent our entertainment population. Yes, thank you. Um, All right. Well, I am once again your host, Ashley Liebig, and I'm joined here with the White Noise Band. And we got... Nick. And...
2: Austin. Uh, Kason,
0: And once again, we are rejoined with a Mr...
1: Riley Chrisman is mm, uh, really great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Knows everything about music theory. Already. Uh,
1: that is not true.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm trying to hype me. you up. Build your confidence.
1: Yeah, working on it. Working on it. I Alrighty. can't help you with that. Well,
0: uh, we will see you guys next time. We're going to be on 91.5 HD2 Wednesdays at 630. You can catch us on Spotify as well. Working on iTunes and I'll be up on SoundCloud tonight and we'll catch you out on the wave.